0: Sacrifice by Elton John is just its one of those songs. Being a musician and a guitarist, it makes me want to go and find the closest piano and smash my head against it <laughs> several times.
1: I remember when I went and saw him live and he started, he played that song, and I went, I just got oh. went to the toilet. And then I, went, I thought, that's it, I'll go to the lube, I'll take a yeah. break, yeah. and um, then I'll come back for a good one. And Man. I mean, and the time wasn't bad. You know, band, so talk, yeah.
2: talking about smashing your head against the piano—that's actually how that song was written. So.
3: <laughs> 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 Music, movie madness!
4: Fellas, how are we? Hey,
3: all we're good. Right. Yeah. All, right, all right.
4: We're missing someone. I
1: know. Yeah. Weird. weird.
4: He's ditched us once, once more, but this time, I think, only f- for half the show, hopefully. So um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to um, Music, Movies and Madness. Uh, tonight, we have myself, we have Martin, we have Glenn, and hopefully later on, we'll have Ian joining us. Um, the year is 2015. 2015, fellas, seven years ago. Mm. Can you can you remember what was going on back then?
1: Yes. Well, not not in the world. Not in the I world? Had very, I had a very busy year. Had a busy
4: year. Mm. 2015, that was an interesting one. Do you guys remember um, the crazy gunman that stormed the French, the offices of that French magazine, Charlie Hebdo, oh, yes. I think it's
3: called, in yeah. uh, that yep,
4: yep. case went, Berserk killing 12 people that happened in 2015. Um, one that really resonates with me because I've kind of been to part of this part of this region is um, so yeah, 2015 was the massive earthquake that hit Nepal, killing nearly 4,000 people and um, ripping large chunks off the mountain, including the famous Hillary Step guys. Um, we've all been up there, haven't we? Uh, just on that
1: doco that you um, yeah talked about recently
2: through uh, through the, the
1: armchair
4: telly. Yeah. the armchair armchair yeah uh, Mountaineers. Mountaineers.
1: <clears throat> yeah no no real desire to go up there though
4: no it's not the not the easiest place to get up and I think coming down is even harder yeah
1: yeah yeah being an asthmatic is probably not a good idea
4: no Hey, uh, the other thing that happened in twenty fifteen which kind of relates my movie is they found liquid water on Mars Mm. there you go so um, and that'll make sense later on when I do my movie review but that that was huge because it proved that water's not just an earth thing
2: and uh, fish are aliens
4: absolutely well yeah they probably think we're aliens (laughs) (laughs) and they'll probably be right (laughs) i'm thinking that um fellas famous musicians who left us in 2015 can you name any
2: that's too early for bowie wasn't it
1: yeah that was january the next year
4: i'll give you a clue right that'll help with at least two of them royalty royalty
1: Uh, what's your clue? Is that it? The, the clue
4: is royalty.
3: <laughs> oh, royalty. Right. Royalty. Uh, royalty. Think,
4: okay, think royalty, think coronation, think crown, think surnames for these artists. Okay, I'll put you out of your misery.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. You're not getting there, are
4: you? <laughs> no, no, we're not. BB King. BB King. Um, oh, and yeah. Ben E. King, who I believe did or covered Stand By Me, right? And
1: yeah, yeah, I ben think e. he King. was the original, wasn't it? Yeah, was he the so. original? Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So we lost the two Kings in 2015, um, sadly. Yeah, but they had a good life, man. Certainly did. I know BB King. I think Ian would have a thing to say about BB King.
1: Oh, I reckon. Yeah, it's not like they um yeah, they, they certainly live to good a good life. age. Yeah, exactly. Good for, good for them.
4: We lost uh sadly Scylla Black and uh-huh. Percy Sledge. Who's Percy From... Sledge? It's a name that I know I have heard many times, but I don't know enough. I don't know enough really about Percy Sledge. Do you guys?
2: Um only in terms of, really. of like when a man loves a woman, that's about oh, it really, really in terms of songs. But is it
4: him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so
2: it was also the year we lost uh, one of our our best film composers as well, Mr. James Horner, um, who died uh, in a plane crash. A, he was piloting. Oh goodness! How uh, uh-huh. oh, yeah. rock and roll! Yeah, yeah. Wow. And what what
4: was he famous for, Martin? Uh, no?
2: oh heaps. Um, Titanic probably is okay. the biggest score that he right. did. He worked with James Cameron quite a bit. Um, hmm. um yeah, I mean, um, yeah, just heaps of films. He probably scored over hundred movies actually. Um won quite a few Oscars as well in the process. Um yeah, yeah. A, a really it was a big loss to like the, the film music scene really. Um at the time, certainly a big shock as well.
4: Yeah. Wow. And was he was he sounds like he was in his prime.
2: Yeah, I mean he was I think maybe late fifties. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Certainly not. Um, well, John, John Williams is what? 90. Easy. Yeah. 90 <laughs> this year, wasn't
4: it? Yeah. So yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: Still going so, strong.
4: Absolutely. Still. He did the uh, obi um theme, didn't he? For, he the, did. for the series that's just come out on Disney plus. Yeah. So he is still going strong. Absolutely. It's off. Okay, fellas. So 2015, um, We're going to start with the movies, because I think Ian wants to join us when we get to the albums, and I certainly hope you Mm -hmm. can make it. So, Mm. um, should we kick off with you, Glenn, on the movie front? What do you have for us?
1: Um, It's a movie that, um, there was quite a few good films from that year, and I mean, crikey, I could have even talked about Star Wars, couldn't I? Um, And the Regeneration. Oh, what? what came
4: out? What was that one?
1: That was the Force Awakens, um, and nice. certainly um, I enjoyed certainly the hype associated with it, and that was good fun. But the film that I recently saw, and it came from 2015, which I loved, um, was called The Dressmaker, okay. and it's a an Australian film, um, and it was a sort of a comedy and drama type film, certainly more of a dark comedy than anything else Um, and it stars the wonderful Kate Winslet
5: Mm -hmm. as the
1: femme fatale and the lead role of um, the dressmaker Um, her name is Myrtle Tilly Dunnage and she goes back to a town called Dungata so for fans of Australian films um, this is a goodie Um, it's got definitely that quirky Australian um, comedy Quirky as characters, um, I think fans of, yeah, you know, um, the castle will, will certainly mm. enjoy this. Um, yeah, so Myrtle, um, or Tilly, returns to look after her mum. And this is a town, small town in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, the back of beyond and there really is a bit of a story behind Tilly and why she left the town and then why she's come back to look after her ailing, mentally unstable mother. Um, and so there's a there's a real whodunit element to, as the film goes through, to work out who the actual villains are,
3: what
1: mm. is the villain, um, um, Tilly, the whole time and, um, And it's a fabulous cast supporting, um, including Hugo Weaving and Liam Hemsworth and Judy Davis.
4: So Um, Hugo Weaving, he was in The Lord of the Rings, wasn't he?
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was also in The Matrix as well. And The Matrix. As the the villain in that one too. But um, he's certainly not a villain in this one. In fact, it's Hugo Weaving as you've probably never seen him before. Um, hilarious.
2: So, the, talking the of film... talking of seeing Hugo Weaving as you've never seen him before, I saw him in uh in New World uh, <laughs> buying <laughs> several bottles of wine um, on a on a Friday night a couple of years back. Yeah,
4: and <laughs> um, down down in Schaefer's New World.
2: Uh, yeah, the Schaefer's New World, which is a supermarket for all our non Kiwi listeners. Yeah, um, yeah. Um,
4: that 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 is so New Zealand, isn't it?
2: Absolutely.
4: He's a mega, mega, mega star actor just doing his shopping at our local Mm. market, and everyone just ignores him.
1: (laughs) Well, well,
2: you
4: know, what's the
1: point? You know, he's just 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 getting drinks like anyone else, so just leave him be.
2: Yeah, Yeah, leave him be. And I thought I I could go up to him, but no, it's a Friday night. He's got his Pinot Noir. He's he's happy. I'll just leave him to it. Agreed.
1: It's just that he does movies for his job yeah yeah so you know good for him um the star of the film is definitely kate um she dazzles in the role i would yeah. think yeah and is yeah quite brilliant um and it does the as the film goes on there's a lot of um themes of revenge and creativity and the, the costumes are obviously quite outstanding. Um, what did some critic describe it as? Sort of Clint Eastwood's The Unforgiven with a sewing machine. Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> when,
4: is, when is it set, Glenn? Is it set in modern time? I think it's set
1: after World War II. Oh, yeah, no, no, it says in
4: 1926. Oh, 1926 In the fictitious, back even fictitious Australian outback town of Dungata. The yeah. Dungata.
1: Dungata. The Dungata. And she leaves and goes off to, um, ends up travelling the world and becoming an amazing seamstress. Um, Yeah, definitely, definitely Cree Cree. Awesome. Yes, it is a a brilliant film, highly recommend. Great performances, quirky story, amazing cinematography and, Mm. um, yeah, just a a bit of a scream, actually. It's funny, is.
4: Well, I mean, it did very well. It opened up, they say it opened at number one in New Zealand and Oz, um, and it only cost twelve million bucks to make. Brought in twenty five at the box office, so it doubled itself, which is always good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to check this out. It does look. I interesting. think
1: I think I think you might like it, David. Um, I, I know that I like, you're a bit of a fan of Australian films. I um, I'd love the, the Snowy
4: River. And I'll you be have talked about that. I'll be on to the dressmaker. You wait. Yes, hey, yeah. look um, no, I like this time too, the period, the 1920s. Yeah. yeah, it's great.
1: As I said, the costumes are incredible. I mean, she's come back from the characters come back from mm. um Paris. So she's brought all that Parisian mm. um um uh couture and the um the rest of the town are incredibly drab um <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere Australia and it's just funny. Um so I'm not gonna give too much of it away because really I mean oh it's too good a too good a treat to give yeah. too much away. It's one of those ones where you go, oh I'd watch that again but I, I would recommend it to others, but I'm not gonna tell you everything about it. Um, except that I really liked it, and um, it was good fun.
4: Definitely look at it uh, Best Cinematography, Best Lead Actress. Oh, it's, yeah, won
1: a lot of awards. I, I had no idea about it. It just popped up on Netflix. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's interesting. It's got Kate Winslet in it. That's enough mm. of a selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Nice one. And an an original story. Um, Well, it felt like an original story, much more original than Star Wars. Um,
4: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was. Yeah, look, I was tempted when I saw. uh, I saw that there was a Star Wars in 2015, but I just like we've been there, we've done that, we've done. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Yeah, (laughs) we've seen that movie two or three times before.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lovely. Thank you, Glenn. That was good. That was a good review, and I'll I'll have to check that out now. Definitely the sort mm. of movie I like. Yeah, Martin. It's awesome. Martin, over to you. What have you got for us?
2: Well, well, it's a bit of a curveball tonight, really, because um, you see, I made a little slip up, and I actually chose <laughs> a movie from the wrong year. So oh. what I've done is uh, realizing that about ooh, three and a half minutes ago, um, <laughs> I've uh. <laughs> I've decided that, um, I'm actually going Wars. no, I, I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to re- review a movie that I haven't actually seen. And, um, <laughs> the movie oh, I've chosen.
4: Ian ended that on Star Wars. Well,
2: <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> so the movie I've chosen, and the reason I'm going to choose it is because I think the story behind the movie is, um, much more mm-hmm. interesting than the movie was, by all accounts. Yeah, yeah. All so a uh, it's a superhero movie, and it's uh, it's the, the Fantastic Four. Um, oh God, that was dire. Yeah, but well, there you go. Oh, it
1: had it had Jessica <laughs> it, it had Jessica Alba in it. No,
2: no, no, not that one. Oh. the one that, that came <laughs> after it, <laughs> the even worse one. Oh yeah. no. The one that was so so bad that um, you know it had a budget of 120 million,
3: yeah,
2: and at the box office it made 167 million. So for I think this is a, a Marvel superhero movie, oh, and yeah. it made 47 million worldwide, which is but it's, not, but it's not connected to the MCU. Well, no, it's actually because it was made by Fox at the time, um, mm-hmm. so didn't have the rights. This Mm -hmm. was before the big merger thing kind of went ahead. Mm. Um, But, uh, yeah, um, it stars um, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, Kate Mara and Jamie Bell.
1: Wow. Um, Those super names, eh? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, (laughs) aren't they
4: brilliant? (laughs) Mate, when you see the cover of the DVD or whatever, it
2: doesn't look good. No. So (laughs) the story, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know... Big rock monsters fighting yep. Doctor Doom, yep. basically, was the story behind it. In fact, that's mm-hmm. probably as, as good a summary as you're going to get, because if anyone could make sense of it, um, you know, they're a, they're a better man than I am.
1: Why did um, they try to reboot something that had not been long on screen?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think the, the the one prior to it, which was the Silver Surfer one, was only about three or four years earlier. So it certainly wasn't due a remake Or a reboot Um But they tried Um And uh It was directed by Josh Trank Who Who? Another uh, well known He directed a movie uh, Another superhero movie Not a Marvel one Or a DC one A few years earlier Called Chronicle Which is actually A really really good movie Is that the
1: Riddick one?
2: No no, Nothing to do with Riddick Yeah Okay Just Chronicle Full stop Um it um it was it was a pretty good uh, uh a bit of a thinking man's um superhero movie this on the other hand no no um his side of the story is is that the studio interfered so much during the making of the movie um that um what you ended up seeing on screen was not only not what he intended but also a completely different movie to what he originally uh, intended to kind of make. Um, it um, it suffered so badly um, from uh, interference that, um, that, that that he ended up um, basically losing um, losing out on his next gig, which was uh, a Star Wars movie, um, oh. which was going to be the Boba Fett movie. Which oh, was originally yeah. gonna be uh yeah, it was originally slated to be a movie, as was the obi One yeah. series. Yeah,
6: um
2: right. and Josh Trank was was originally um down to to direct that. Um but basically he he had a complete meltdown over this movie. Um and I think he was fired from it before it was finished. Um he then went online and you know, to his credit, actually tried to defend himself. Um but um yeah, the studio just just were just horrible to him. Um what a, what a sad story for him. That's awful. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, the, uh, the critical we, Sorry, here you go. Yeah, David,
1: you've probably been in situations like this in previous jobs where the bosses have completely <laughs> completely changed stuff and you're there holding the whatever.
4: I think it's happened looking to most like of
1: a us. Complete idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, poor bastard!
4: Mm. It 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 it's uh, the um the critical response page on Wiki is doesn't make for good reading. No. R- Rotten Tomatoes approval rating nine percent.
1: Um, yeah, but those things are often sh- they're full of rubbish, aren't
4: they? Yeah, but pretty much every scale, it's Cine, cinema, score on a scale of A A plus to F, which would they give a C minus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, C- but, C-. but people bomb
1: those things now just because they don't like the actor or they they don't like the this or they don't like that color Quite right um, and they give everything a bad review before it even comes out sometimes mm. i don't know how much do we trust those things
4: um yeah i think they they they're definitely the exceptions well, i found that the exceptions but generally i must be just the the most i must i must be just like the the typical punter that really doesn't think too hard about these things. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah or nay, but actually, it was probably a bloody good movie, but I hated it. You know.
2: <laughs> you know what? Uh, I think if you you make your own mind up, right? That's that's the way it should go. Yeah, kind of yeah, go. That's, that's, and that's off, the way definitely. it used to go. Um, I'd be happy to go back to that. I mean, obviously, you know, if I hear of a, a good review for a movie, yeah, I'm more inclined to go and see it. But um, this thing. You know you can't polish a turd, and uh, it was pretty much <laughs> it was pretty much uh, on the on the downside from the very beginning, unfortunately.
1: Um, oh, so not even a redeeming song from the soundtrack, or Well, I was,
2: well no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> what I would say, it did win some awards. I have to say, it oh, won um, good, really. it won worst picture, worst director, uh-huh. worst oh, screenplay. Yeah. Worst screen combo. Oh, the raspberries! And, and worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. <laughs> oh, really? <brilliant. laughs> at the uh, at the Golden Raspberry Awards, yeah. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, oh. it's um, you know, I feel sorry for the for the Fantastic Four fans out there because they've not had a good run of it, really. Let's hope <laughs> that the next one uh, gets uh, gets it back on track.
1: Probably be a bit of a cult classic in future time. Well, it could be.
2: I doubt it. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Well, I guess some some of them do, don't they? Um, I mean, yeah, so bad guys, it's good. So have you guys seen good. things like
1: Ed Wood? Yeah, uh, and and actually gone and watched um, Plan from Outer, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Plan well, Nine from Outer Space or whatever it yeah. is. Um, um, those are bad films, but they're kind of funny in their badness.
4: Well, the one that comes to mind for me is that is in my collection is Yellowbeard the Pirate from the early eighties, uh, which is a. It's um, uh, jo- not bad though. Uh it's pretty. It's it's, it's <laughs> snapstick on purpose, but it's the Monty hmm. Python Monty Python crew. Um, yeah, and certainly if we look at it through modern <laughs> modern day lenses, it probably. Um. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be showing your kids that.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm just reading a, a review here that um, was given to it from Rolling Stone magazine, and they said that it was the cinematic equivalent of malware. <laughs> <laughs> That's creative. I like that description. <laughs> yeah, oh. Fascinating. So, yeah. Um, do I recommend it? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Steer well clear. Well clear, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Not for public oh, consumption. And I think we have a, a new caller on the line. <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> have we? <laughs> it, it's, it seems like i have coming at a good time. Welcome to the podcast, right, caller. <laughs> <Yoda>. <laughs> are, you a,
4: are you a first-time caller, long-time listener?
0: you, no? long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a oh. first-time caller. Oh. Cheers, guys. How are you? We're good. Yeah, good. Where are we up up?
4: soon. Madden was just sharing one of his favourite films of the year, 2015, mm. because he um, he got the year wrong. <laughs> Which makes me think, what, what's he going to do for an album?
2: I don't know. No, the album I did get right. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Good. Nice. Good.
2: Yeah. Um, I think that was a pretty good recovery, didn't you? Yeah, I think I so. so. Yeah, Thanks. I,
0: came in, I think I came in when you were saying uh, kids don't do this, watch this, something.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. it a bad yeah. one? Well, when you it back, to... you'll, uh, you'll get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had, you, had to get get to be, you had to be there.
0: No,
4: Martin there. just slagged off a movie he hasn't seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's allowed. <laughs> to <That's>
0: pretty, <laughs> pretty much uh, accurate. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good on you, Martin.
2: Yeah. Ultimate power.
0: Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. In our own domain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's all right. I know a few good lawyers that will help us if we get in trouble. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you, Martin. That was really entertaining. And
0: welcome, Ian. <laughs> well, good evening. Um, good evening. How have you been? How was your party? Oh yeah, I had a an, uh, an 80th birthday party to go to tonight. So not it was yours. Nice. I like hanging out with older people.
2: Yeah. Oh, happy yeah. birthday! They're more fun than younger <laughs> <the night keeping>, people. <laughs> thanks
0: dude um (laughs) walked into
4: that sorry well we're doing the movies we're almost there i've got uh i've got mine to do and go for it dave and it's the martian so who's seen this okay don't all raise your hand um redley scott put out this film in 2015 the martian uh starring matt damon
2: Matt, Matt Damon. 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 Oh yeah, I've Damon. Damon.
4: Love, love Matt Damon. Mm. Um, and uh, Jeff Daniels, uh, Kristen Wilg, and Jessica Chastain. I think her name is. Um, and I love this film. I really do. I've watched it four or five times now. Um, and I love this film because it's. They've tried to make it real. They've, they haven't gone too sci-fi on this thing. So what it's about is um there's a group of astronauts doing some stuff on the on on Mars so so man has made Mars and and we are um slowly setting up a base there colonizing it that sort of thing terraforming i think all that sort of jazz um but a storm comes in which basically means that the crew have to abandon their mission and get the heck out of there really quick um cuz it's about to tip the Tip the rocket over and destroy the base, etc. And so they were all trying to escape, and 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 of course, the Martian Matt Damon gets left behind. He is gets, this the reason why has
1: we've never seen him since 2015?
3: It could there. be
4: why. It could be why. I won't I won't spoil it because there is yeah, it could well be why. <laughs> um, he he, so he's the star in this, and he's the guy that gets left behind. And basically, it's it's a classic. Oh, we've left. Uh, we've left a guy back on Mars. Um, Don't worry, and it's
1: just andy's anyway.
4: andy's, <laughs> a, andy's alive. They thought he was dead. Andy's alive, and we should probably try and get back there. But the problem with Mars is it's a long way away, right? So a lot of, um, a lot of petrol. Oh, expensive. today's rate's extremely expensive. You'd never trip. get this. You'd never yeah. get this rescue mission underway. Three dollars a liter today. No. Um, It did really well so this film uh what can i tell you about it it's a 20th century fox film it was like i said done by ridley scott um premiered at the 2015 toronto international film festival on september 11 2015 um it's uh it's extremely realistic in terms of the cinematography um and what we because we've got all the rovers on Mars now, you get the photos and you just need to Google what does Mars look like and you see these amazing pictures and it looks just like Mars. And um, so full credit to the the filming guys and the cinematographers and that, they really did um, make it look real. And the science behind this, there is a heck of a lot of science. So NASA really put all of their resources into, um, into this film to help promote um, and basically get the public in behind uh, their... Um, campaign, Uh, first I think it's the Artemis campaign to get man back to the moon but then that's sort of a a first stage base to get to Mars and so they basically, they gave this um, they gave the film a, a scientific advisor and a team of people and so all the cool experiments that Matt Damon's doing on Mars to try and sustain himself like create water, like create food, all this sort of stuff actually is scientifically proven um which is really cool i find that really cool so that's not it's not um sci-fi wizardry stuff it is they do try and you know um put an effort, put some effort in to make it feel like this could actually work and this could actually be plausible um
0: would you so do I, it? would i do it? would you go and live on mars Mate, no.
4: when you have to grow potatoes in your own poo to survive probably not
0: potatoes
4: potatoes. <laughs> But you know, like I was saying, the science is very, Sorry. very real. So they they borrow, use steel beg, what the actual Apollo 13 uh rescue mission. So if you know anything about Apollo 13, the guys got the, the, uh-huh. the, the spaceship blew up or part of it blew up on the uh-huh. way to the moon, uh-huh. and they had to slingshot themselves around the moon um to get back to Earth. They kind of do a similar maneuver without giving too much away, which is so cool because it's because it's real but yeah so definitely recommend this one The Martian if you haven't seen it um, there is an extended version which is some two and a half hours and I I've sat through that and I, it, it's just got more sciencey stuff and I mean it's a Matt Damon flick so you know there's there's montages with music in there and Matt, you know, <laughs> Damon. Matt Damon.
3: Damon
4: he's alright he, he goes through quite some physical transformation man
0: to become a Martian mm. He's my favorite actor. Is he really? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get
1: past Team America World Police. <laughs> he pops up and is a like, mad demon. It's just the same. Apparently, people all around the world do that to him and he just laughs, laughs off. And that's a good thing because otherwise yes. it kicks your head and, Yeah. He's like filming Jason Bourne and doing jumps and then there's some heckler like me going. Matt Damon does the finger to them and tells them to F off and gives them a smile. I think everybody wins. Yeah, yeah, it is a win-win.
4: So that's me for movies, and that's us. I think, unless Ian, you've got a
0: movie you'd like to share. I didn't do one, guys. I've just got. I've just got to come in the album. Um but I have had. I have had a day, man.
3: Yeah, tell us about your day. uh,
0: why was it a day? Well, Monday's my day off, and for all the listeners that want to know my interest in life, and um, today I went around the shops in New Plymouth, which is pretty exciting, mm-hmm. and uh, I just think, God, every shop I went into today was playing bloody Elton John's Sacrifice or some shit. I just yeah. wanted...
1: <sighs> Now, guys, since we actually have a couple of minutes, this this. Yeah, I totally see where Ian's coming from. Mm. I would like to do a show about songs or artists that we don't need to hear from again. Good idea. Mm. Sacrifice. <laughs> so like like yeah, I agree. It, yeah, oh. good artist, not good song. And I just don't need to hear that oh. again because it was so ubiquitous. Um, and I think we could do a show about
0: songs. The it, next show we should do that. It
1: could be retired. If you know what I mean, you know, when a player Absolutely. retires and they are such a great player, and it was you know, potentially a really great song, but they hang that number up and that's it. They don't let anyone else have that one. We can we not can even put it... in the
0: supermarkets.
1: Not even the supermarket, no one's allowed that anymore because everyone's it Oh, so I see, much. I see, I see. We can we can put like it get...
2: in a capsule and send it to Mars. Yeah, and Matt Damon can listen to <laughs> it. So he nice doesn't stuff. have to sit there and sing Lonely. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually,
4: the soundtrack for that movie is pretty much ABBA and the Bee Gees. Oh, God, really? Because his um, his captain, the captain of the mission, um, only took disco uh, on on her That's iPod. just sick
0: shit. Yeah,
4: that was yeah. harsh. Well,
0: I just think Sacrifice by Elton John is just it's one of those songs being a musician and a guitarist it makes me want to go and find the closest piano and smash my head against it <laughs> several times
1: i remember when i went and saw him live and he started he played that song and i went i just got oh. went to the toilet and then I came oh. and I thought that's it i'll go to the loo i'll take a yeah. break yeah. and um then i'll come back for a good one and, a, and the next one um, was a bad. You know, so talk,
2: talking about smashing your head against the piano—that's actually how that song was written. So, <laughs> 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 oh, oh. well, if
4: there were any Elton John listeners, uh, they've certainly. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry,
2: sorry, Elton. Right. Sorry, Elton. We like the rest of the stuff.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm not all of that. But I like his early um, stuff. I like yeah, his early it- stuff. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're definitely fans because I think we've selected albums of his in the past. But yeah, that song sucks. And it's like everybody's heard it loads. And so it could be retired. I don't think yeah, it's I was, a good song. I think it was just
0: a it was a moment, you know, it was like um I was in this coffee shop Ugh. where they were playing it and I was I just ordered a it was a real snobby coffee shop. And just you walk in there and ever you just know they're all snobs. And then the barrister's like, Ed, do you want soy milk or oat milk or coconut milk? Or and I just thought, man, I just you know, I want to mess them up. I want to say, can I have breast milk? <laughs> I would just love to do that one day. Just <laughs> order a coffee and say that, man. Oh, god, I know. And I'd like to
1: be sort of we well, should a table. do it. I want we to be a table away from you Just oh. filming that, Just because dad. it sounds so bad And and it's such a dad joke And it's yeah, just funny It's that not that funny Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's like going into a Starbucks And or ordering an extra large Al Pacino, You know yeah,
0: <laughs> I would love to do that Oh, you still can And you can
1: You can And I'd, I'd, look, I'd like to sort of be there But sort of be away from you at the same time <laughs>
0: What, yeah, what if they did it? There's a thing, but the thing is that you know I'm sitting there with my nice coffee and uh, a warm croissant, and I go to my first mouthful, and then it comes.
3: There's no sacrifice.
0: Oh shit!
1: All right. Okay. Next week. Next week we've got a theme. We've got okay. a theme. I think who's hosting next? I think it's what? me. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, we we go.
2: That's a good theme, anyway, for a show. Yeah, yeah, cool. that's a good one. So next we week, next week, listeners, songs that you just can't stand, <laughs> <laughs> or should be retired because or should be it, retired. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Well, let's flick over to side B. <laughs> Righty ho, fellas. So albums, mm-hmm. albums of 2015, um, and there were some good ones. Uh, was quite hard picking one, but um, should we cut across to you, Ian, since you just joined us and I'm sick yeah. of listening to the others?
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I can understand that <sighs> <Don't laughs> send them off to Mars, yeah, exactly. No, Matt Damon's there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. 2015. Well, so uh, I think you guys definitely David and Glenn have known me a long time. Martin's getting to know me quite well. So I am definitely... <laughs> in a platonic old, sense. In a
2: platonic sense. <laughs> yeah. Let's
0: just sense. keep that,
2: yeah, <laughs> make it clear.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm definitely the um, the old rocker, blues. That is my bag, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And 2015 was hard for me because I don't listen to modern music that much. So I find this quite a challenge. And I say that because maybe our listeners do as well. You know, our older listeners think, oh, anything after 2000 is pretty much shit. But there's um, – I asked <laughs> – no, but oh, – I'll just push the button off. So I asked Glenn to to pick me an album, then, as he knows me, and he picked me um, I Love You, Honey Bear by Father John Misty. Now. Of course he did. Yeah. That's an interesting album. Have you have you guys all heard of this guy in this album? No? Uh,
1: yes, I have. It, I'm thinking I, Glenn's
0: taking
4: take, the piss. Yeah, Martin, know. have you heard of no, him? I've,
1: I've heard of him. I, I can't yep, say I've a, listened to him. I personally, yeah, I won't give my opinion. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I don't know much about him. I didn't really get into him in the Google thing, but... I definitely got into the album. So I started by listening to the album in the barbershop quietly. And I would say it's, um, what have I written down here? It's an interesting album. Okay. So it's, you can, no, it's, it's interesting in the sense that you can listen to it in the background, but then it's also very deep lyrically. So oh, yeah. yeah, he's got a voice as well, which is, um, it reminds me of, and I hate to say it, but I think it's kind of it's it's bugging me a bit, but maybe Elton John, Justin Haywoody, Don um, McLean. Harry Harry, yep. Harry Yeah. Harry nelson
5: Yeah, he's very got much.
0: That so. kind of very much so. Yeah. So his so, voice is really listenable. I love it. Oh that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I listened to the album three times to sort of mm. give myself a different experience. Um and what I've got here yeah I really love there's a song on there called Born in the USA oh yeah and I think this is probably the cleverest song I've ever heard lyrically it's good okay very good mm-hmm.
6: got all morning to obsessively accrue. A small nation of meaningful objects, and they've got to represent me too. By this afternoon, I'll live in death. By tomorrow be replaced by children How many people rise and think Oh good, the stranger's body's still here Our arrangement hasn't changed Now, I've got a lifetime to consider all the ways I've grown more disappointing to you. As my well, what's the genre? Was. What are we looking at here? And what sort of music is this?
4: Or okay, is there a genre? Is it
0: well? I describe it as uh, what have I got here? I mean, it's really varied. The album is varied, man. It's like not doesn't all sound the same there's a huge variation so it's quite retro um the opening track i love you honey bear which you're going to play for us dave mm. um that to me sounds kind of like um almost like an american drive through movie song or diner kind of 60s oldish driving a cadillac sort of vibe Yep. um lots of reverb on the guitars Clear vocals. <laughs> you get up to track three and you it's almost like a i've written here it's like an urban sort of deep soul kind of style it's it's very 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 varied you know um what i love about the whole thing is his uh vocals got Mm. great harmonies quite old school harmonies lots of oohs and ahs which i like um and then he drops the odd f bomb here and there in a few songs, so he's quite he's he's quite descriptive. Uh, he writes a song called "The Night John Tillman Came to Our Apartment." Okay, I know you. And this, I never listened to this
4: sort of stuff. Ever. But that's the sort of how can you not want when you hear that as a song title? You've got to listen to it, don't you? Yeah, I even mean, I'm just sitting here going, okay. Definitely putting yeah. that
0: on. This is yeah. typical random Thurston kind of shit, right? And but he's just <laughs> he's given, but yeah, t- I totally got into it. And uh, that song there is really detailed lyrics about um, it's about obviously a person, but the the way he describes, he's a really good descriptive singer. You know, like mm. some singers are just boring, yeah. like me. I just write lyrics that are blah blah. These are good lyrics, man. So um, yeah, that's that's great song. Um, it's got it's got a song in there which has got a line in it that says, "Try that cat and mouse shit out, and you'll get bitten." I think that's a great line to have in a song. That's something they do song. with a woman.
4: <laughs> oh right, okay. I was just going to yeah. say context is everything because if yeah. it's about yeah.
0: animals, then <clears throat> again, but borderline yeah. genius. I mean, I think. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an album that's got ballads, rock, yeah. uh, fusion, urban, sort of funk, soul. It's a weird album. Um, the worst part about the album was <clears throat> I don't have Spotify Premium. So Ed oh, Sheeran, no, yeah, right. the advert came on with Ed Sheeran <laughs> and, and Two Step. Oh, no. That <laughs> sort of ruins the vibe a bit. It, Killed it, man. It just made it made me realize how bad Ed Sheeran is. But um, yeah, I think if you want I to go next we have an enjoyable album, something different, refreshing, yeah. easy listening, but yeah. can be deep. I cool. love you, honey bear by Father John Misty. I would right. definitely give that a four star rating. Well done, Aye. Glenn. Well Aye.
1: done, Glenn. I I agree. Um, I think he's a songwriter at the top of his game. Um, How old is he? Um, a bit younger than us. Yeah, probably in his thirties.
3: Right. Yeah,
1: and um, no, this guy's this guy I rate big time, eh? And those influences, those influences, um, Mm. you know, you mentioned a spot on the money. Um, Mm. you know, um, definitely West Coast. America, sort of, you know, that, that Californian sort of West Coast sound. Um, mm. The, the, the sto- He's a storyteller as well. So there's, totally. these story- there's stories all the way through and it's wonderful to hear mm. these quite um, interesting stories about um, quirky things mm. and, um, you know, that one with Mr Tillman came to the house. Um, mm. Yeah, there's, you know.
0: He's clever. Just, he's clever. He's clever. He's about
1: yeah. to overdose on the bath or something like that. Mm. And there's a couple of love songs to his wife on the album too, like "I'm um, Smiling When You're Astride Me and stuff like that, which is quite, you yeah. know. Oh, <laughs> lovely songs, aren't they? However, however, don't let that however put you off. no, no, no. It's, he's lyrically brilliant, but mm. I also think the production on it is mm. lush and gorgeous and, um, you totally. know. Yeah, I totally rate this guy big time, eh?
0: And you can I hear think, the Moody Blues influence. Um, yeah. You can hear lots of older influences in the mm, music. But
1: he's his own thing, but, though, way. Eh? Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. Good. And I think there's the character of Father John Misty, and then there's himself, Josh Tillman. Um, so yes, I think Father John Misty is probably far worse than his himself but anyway sort of a, a way to make the you know a character um i think mm. Dom talked about that when he was performing or well, you know he created these characters it's pseudo i right uh,
0: it's, it's it's a i think it's an album that i would never ever pick up and never spotify but um honestly what's it called i love you honey bear mm. <laughs> i love you honey bear go and have a listen give it a try man i did and i yeah. actually it's His... on my list and i'll listen to I'll it do. again Nice. His
1: um, albums that follow uh equally as good.
3: Mm-hmm. Sorry,
1: I forgot to ask. Well, so for David. 2015, yeah. David, mm. what was happening with the Beatles and their families? <laughs> <laughs> our, yeah. our resident uh, Beatles was... historian. Yeah.
4: No, I can't, I can't. But well, let's, let's not dwell on that. There'll be <laughs> okay. something. I'll, I'll look something up and put it in.
1: I, no doubt Ma- you will. be neat.
2: Thank and you.
4: Martin, what have you got for us? <laughs>
2: Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I have an album by an artist who is uh, probably the most successful British artist that you've never heard of. Um, (laughs) It's by um, a chap called uh, Stephen Wilson. Um, No,
1: you're right. I've never heard of Stephen Wilson.
2: Stephen Wilson is a multi-instrumentalist who – in his career uh he's been you know he's, he's been around for quite a long time he's probably been been a working musician for over 30 years um he's incredibly prolific um releases heaps of different projects uh different working with different musicians collaborating all the time he's got a real musician's work ethic um and he's very uncompromising in what he does um which is why when you listen to his stuff, it, it's often quite striking the, um, the changes in feel and tone when you listen to his music. It can go from like pop to metal to prog very, very quickly. Um, if, if you were going to kind of like encapsulate him within a genre, it probably would be like progressive rock. That's probably his, his kind of home ground. Um, but he certainly just... does push outside of that.
4: Can I just say um I have heard of him because um he's on the Rock on Tours podcast. And Glenn, as you know, those guys are massive prog heads. Uh-huh. And so I'm not surprised to hear <laughs> hear that, Martin. He's um yeah, he's done a lot of work yeah. with like Roxy music and folk. Yeah,
2: like that. Absolutely. Yeah. He he also yeah. is, is um a very Sought after um, producer and and remixer now, um, and he's he's done work for the likes of uh, Yes, um, as you say, uh, Roxy Music. He re- remixed uh, Tears for Fears' song from the Big Chair, seeds of Love, Ultravox's Vienna, oh. Jeffery Toll. Oh. So all yeah. of those oh. kind of like remaster albums that come out, yeah. he's the first guy they usually go to now for that. He as was well. the
0: singer of Porcupine Tree.
2: He was the singer in Porcupine wow. Tree, yeah.
0: Awesome um, band.
2: I had the pleasure of seeing Porcupine Tree many, many years ago and they were phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And that's what kind of switched me on to him. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's um, the album that I've is, sorry, I haven't even got there, it's called Hand Cannot Erase. Um, and it's kind of a concept album. Um, it's based on, um, it's actually based on a true story. Um uh, which is the, uh, the, the sad story of a woman called Joyce Carol Vinson, um, who um, was living in a large city and died in her apartment. And uh, no one missed her for over two years,
3: uh-huh. um,
2: despite having family and friends. She wasn't sort of like a recluse. She had like an extended family. She mm. had, uh, and she also, uh, the other thing I should say is that she was actually very young. Um, she was popular. She was attractive. She had a lot of friends and family, but for whatever reason, no one missed her for nearly three years.
4: <laughs> sorry, sorry, but how, how? Sorry, this is a true story. Yeah, that 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 inspired
2: the album. Yeah, the album. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And the album's written from a female wow. perspective as well. Um, so it's certainly challenging. Um, mm. As as an album, what I like about it musically. Um you can definitely again hear, you know, a lot of his own influences coming through in and yeah, obviously there is the proc side of it. You do hear like the Pink Fluid influences and the Genesis and Rush and Crimson and all of those kind of bands. But at the same time, uh, um he's gone on record to say that this album was actually heavily inspired by Kate Bush, especially the dreaming yeah, album. Yeah,
6: yeah. Um,
2: and musically when you listen to it, it it definitely has that kind of ethereal dreamy kind of quality to a lot of the tracks as well um i found it really hard to choose just like a couple of tracks to put on uh, because it is like a conceptual piece as a whole um mm. but um i've gone with um two of the the opening track which is an instrumental called first mm. regret Also a track called um, Home Invasion, which sounds quite full on, but um <laughs> listening to the track, it, it definitely has a very different tone to what you probably perceive it to have. A
3: father's mother's you is hard to breathe, but when you're on your own, that's when you're free. You're three years older, and you'll always be now. I can feel you more than you really know I will love you more than I'll ever show There was a time when someone seemed to care A tourist in your bed you left him there And found a simple life with no one to share It's not complicated You make a list of all your big regrets And share with people that you've never met You slowly move towards the medicine chest You're three years older And you'll always be now I can feel you more You only have to say And the world will slip away From you you.
2: So those are the two tracks that I've, I've chosen. Yeah. Um, it was an album that um, got absolute rave reviews across the board. Um, literally five stars reviews, nine out of tens right across the board from all of the, the, uh, the music critics. Um, as um, one German uh, critic um, described it, hand, hand cannot erase is the, the wall for the Facebook generation. So, yeah, you know, it. it and, um, I, I disagree with that but at the same time um it, he deserves a lot more recognition than he gets definitely outside of like those in the know yeah. um, um that said you know his latest album which came out um i think sort of mid last year did crazy well in the uk it got to like number three in the uk charts um mm. and this is a guy who has no promotion no you know he's not well. I don't think his label is a particularly major label that he's signed to, um, so you know word of mouth definitely got around. Yeah, yeah.
0: You totally. you lost me at Kate Bush, mate. <laughs> Kate
4: Bush, she is current number oh. one single in New Zealand at the moment.
0: Yeah, Yeah. That's a lot. Running up that hill, you're going to have to help me through that Kate Bush thing.
4: Ugh. Mate, it just yeah, it just it takes a while, but once you get once you get it, mate, once you're hooked. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I need to check that album out. That sounds I love Porcupine Tree, such a good band. Mm. In, insane music. Yeah. Like clever music. If you're into playing music, mm. go and check out Porcupine Tree too. Yeah. They are good, man.
2: And what as I say, the thing that stands out for me is just the fact that he doesn't compromise. He mm. doesn't have that interference. People are telling him you need to yeah, fit yeah. within this box. Yeah. Doesn't do it. And all the better for it. Yeah, so that's my album, Hand
4: Cannot Erase. Awesome. Thank you, Martin.
2: Mm.
4: Well, um, I might go next just to keep Mr. Thurston waiting. I can see him waiting and just going,
2: oh. That's
0: all good. He's sitting here yep. chewing his toenails, ears, ears. Yeah, yeah. So eh? It's a sight and a half.
4: Fellas, <laughs> have you ever walked into a cafe? <laughs> um you'll know this and thought that is an am- that is a what is that song? That is an amazing, what is that sound?
0: Yeah, did it today. Sacrifice that <laughs> There was a couple of other choice words I used though, bro.
3: Well,
4: see, so that's why, mate, you're up in New Plymouth. If you're down here in Welly, not only do we have better coffee that, without the snobbery, we have yeah. we have good music in our cafeterias, mate. Um, Don't tempt me.
0: Cafeteria,
4: our cafeterias. See, that's we even call it a cafeteria, mate. We're not too poncy,
0: but yes, Um, I have been into a coffee shop and gone, Wow, that's good music! Yep, yep. So, um, okay, I'll make
4: this quick. So, our Saturday morning routine, at least me and the kids, is to, um, before we go to have our wonderful piano lessons at a certain Martin's place. We go to the Bicycle Junction Cafe just across the road from
2: where you are, Martin. Mm-hmm.
4: You know what? Yes, On Marion Street. Yeah. yeah. So. so and they it, used
2: to have a piano, and now the piano's that's, gone.
4: That's right. And so the kids would basically yeah. just do their practice out there, and I'd have my my fancy coffee—double chai latte, peppermint tea, whatever it was—and. Wow. <laughs> uh, but it's thing no, to order, isn't it? I know it's a, it's quite a mouthful.
2: Should should go uh, with the Al Pacino. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, they were playing. They were playing this tune. Um, this is about a year or two ago, and it had this uh, such a familiar riff. And I was like, "What is that?" And of course, people are talking, so you can't hear all of it. And I don't have that fancy app where you can basically just turn it on and it tells you what song it is. Shazam! Shazam! Is it? Mm. I need to get that. Um, it had the riff. I thought it was. It was a very similar riff to The Smiths' "There Is a Light That Never Goes Out." That. And and I thought that they've ripped that off. They've just ripped that off. Um, and there's a couple. There's a, there's a couple of notes that are, that, are, that are changed, so they're not sued, I guess. Um, but still, I you know, I listened to the lyrics, googled them, and found out all about Cage the Elephant. The song was um, cold, 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 off their 2015 album. Um, Tell me I'm pretty. That's a cool title, but this um this song was so um it's, it's hooky, it's catchy. Um, it's it's not only similar to what the Smiths said we're doing, but it's got the same. that's that particular song, similar intro to that song, um by in twenty eleven by Kimbra and that guy. Ah, oh,
6: what's it
2: called? Oh, okay, 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 okay Some, yeah. um, or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, good. that's, that's it. Really, yeah. yeah
4: something that I used to know. Or something. Yeah, somebody
1: that, that I used to know.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar intro riff. Anyway, back to the song. It it got me wondering who these guys are. So Cage the Elephant, um, uh, American rock band formed in two thousand six, Kentucky out that way, but they moved to England, uh, based themselves in London in around two thousand eight when they put out their debut album, self titled. And if you listen to their debut album, it is nothing like this album i'm reviewing it's garage rock very raw very in your face um the 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 mix is a bit jarring and you kind of think yeah it's okay but i certainly it's a bit harsh on the ears by the time they get to 2015 and this album um tell me i'm tell me i'm pretty um uh they're very refined and they're a bit like what you're saying ian every song is different it's really hard to just nail it down and go. This is a rock album, or this is an indie album, or this is a pop, or this is electro pop. Or is that yeah.
0: reoccurring through two fifteen? I, I like think it's a- later two thousands. Is this like a thing? No, I,
4: I uh, some similar thing happened the other day where I discovered um, what was that band Martin? I posted the women I thing. Uh, Kiwi band based up in Auckland that went over to the States, something naked, whatever
3: uh, it was. Naked and Famous.
4: That's it, Naked and Famous. Yes. So I, uh, that was a similar thing, guys. I, I heard the song at the airport when I was up in Auckland the other day, and I thought, that's a cool, catchy song. Check them out. Check out the album. And again, every bloomin' song is different. Very different in that case, too. Um, maybe it's a, a modern thing. I don't know. It's, mm. uh, that, that, that albums are... I think we're kind of going back a bit now where singles were released first and that seems to be the way well what's happening now is that singles get put out first and they'll do mm-hmm. the album and Definitely, the, yeah. on the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um kind of going the full circle but anyway KG elephants so they put out this album um tell me i'm pretty it's got uh it's got this great i mean um uh cold 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 is a, an amazing song very yeah very doors ish Singing this, um, he does look like a younger Mick Jagger just on that microphone, and the way he just curls around it and uh, he looks pretty cool. Um, but lyrically,
0: he um, looks like he needs a good feed. That's <laughs> what Mick Jagger yeah, looks like. He yeah, needs a good bloody oh, steak. Right. So
4: does no. Same with this fella too. Um, <laughs> bit on the on the lean side, and trouble. Trouble was another song that was released, another single released. Um, really catchy. Here you come to
3: I passed the test, you know what they say, yeah, but we not no
6: rest, you can have my heart, in any a place, any time, got so much to do. got so much
3: to prove, got
4: catchy but they're, they're just so different it's uh it's hard to sort of categorize them but they are um indie rock uh i guess um each album seems to be very different from the last um done on purpose uh yeah definitely check them out cage elephant tell me i'm pretty we will i will yeah. sounds good that's me so over to you mr thurston Thanks, David. Um, I've
1: chosen an Australian artist called Courtney Barnett, and Courtney um, put out a debut album in in two thousand fifteen, and it's called the album's called Sometimes I Sit and Think, and Sometimes I Just Sit. Um, and you know that that's, that's quirky. It's what a great <laughs> title. Sometimes, yeah, because that's often what happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you sit, and what are you thinking about? Oh, a whole lot of stuff, and then sometimes you're just sitting. It's cool. And like some of the artists we've heard already, um, Courtney's a storyteller um, and she interweaves wordplay and stories throughout the, the songs, sometimes maybe a little bit about her, and you know, it just veers off and then to, about something or something else and then back again. Um and it's very much an indie rock sort of album, although, again, there's a mixture of different sort of styles on there. Could be some acoustic-y songs on there, like the um, um, to Preston," which is um, something that David might play about now.
5: You said we should look out further I guess it wouldn't hurt us We don't have to be around all these coffee shops Now we got that percolator, never made a latte greater, I'm saving $23 a week, we drive to a house in Preston, we see Or a lot of room for storage if you've just got one And it's going pretty cheap, you say Well, it's a deceased estate Aren't the pressed metal ceilings great? Then I see the handrail in the shower A collection of those canisters for coffee, tea and flour a photo of a young man in a van in Vietnam and I can't think of four boards anymore whether the front room faces south or north
1: and I wonder what she... And then there are other much harder, sort of longer songs um, that um, uh, are more, you know, certainly longer Um, but Courtney came out um, in 2000. Oh, I think her first big oh, big song it was a uh, EPs and singles, and the the sort of famous song that sort of launched her was Advent Gardener, um, and that's hilarious take on anxiety, um, which is rather entertaining, um, and it's it's just funny, but it's also a bit sad and fun at the same time, um, and that sort of got noticed around the world uh, quite a bit, and then suddenly boom. Courtney Barnett blew up in 2015 um, with the release of this album and um, certainly was in the indie world anyway, certainly one of the the darlings of the indie rock pop world. Um, um, And the lead single which came off the album was called um, Pedestrian at Best. Um, And that's a longer sort of song, but it's certainly a much rockier compared to the last one. And um, yeah, it's quite a new face.
0: Porticulture girl. I'm just having a look on Google. She looks like a girl. She looks like a girl that knows how to grow carrots.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: While, while, while we we just process that for a second, Ian. Um <laughs> Glenn Glenn Chadwick, our good friend Glenn, on yeah. our Facebook page today said, Oh, and Courtney Barnett's debut album was that year, a gem of an indie pop. Uh and he's got, nobody really cares if you don't go to the party.
1: Yeah, it is very, very funny. That song, it's like the is dealing it? with the anxiety of, I really want to go out, but actually I really want to stay home. Um, I really want to go out, uh, but I really want to stay home. But I don't want
0: um, to miss out, fear of missing out.
1: But I don't Is there don't any other words out.
0: in the song or is that pretty much it? No,
1: no, no. It's, <laughs> it's very funny. I, I recommend it wholeheartedly um, because it's actually, you know, what everyone goes on about rock is dead. And um, Rock is not dead. Well, that's what a lot a lot of people say. And she's a, she's a guitarist. Oh yeah, bloody good one too. Yeah, um, right. I've seen I've seen her play a couple of songs when I was at a, a a festival, and I didn't know much about her. And I was sort of walking between um, um, between gigs, and I was sort of caught my ear, and I'm like, wow, she's like rocking hard out with the guitar. And, um, yeah, it was giving it a good punishing, eh? Um, and so there was a bit of noise and attitude there, eh? And it was like, yeah, that's, that's a bit all right. And, um, yeah, the album's just a sheer delight. Um, in fact, most of her albums are a great delight. Um, uh, she did a Cole's album collaboration with Kurt Vile a couple of years ago as well, mm. who's um, equally um, quite a fun um, sort of lyricist and guitar player as well but very much of an Americana type thing so this whole idea that rock is dead sometimes actually I think it's a lot of rubbish um, because you do get people coming along like Courtney who um, sort of breathe new life into it um, and it's really good yeah, top
4: Rock is not dead uh, Absolutely. Not and, and, and our,
1: our dear listener Glenn is bang on the money this is a tremendous mm. record a great debut.
4: Nice. Where is she from?
1: Uh, Melbourne. Ah. Oh, so Melbourne Ozzy. has a well, Melbourne she's a bloody Aussie. Melbourne Aussie, has a bloody yes,
4: Aussie
1: mate. Melbourne has an amazing sort of music scene. You've
4: gone um, the full quid Australian
0: this, this episode.
4: I have, haven't I?
1: <laughs> and, and there's lots of references to Melbourne. Um, and like to put or, some
0: shrimps on the barbie.
1: No, definitely not that type of thing. And even sort of like. <laughs> Oh, if you can't see me, I, if you can't see my mirrors, I can't see you. Sort of like reference to like driving on the motor on the on the highway, and you see those messages on the truck. Um, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, So there's all sorts of little references all the way through, but the stories are engaging and funny and um, a little bit sad at times too. So you 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 definitely, again, just like that, Father John Misty. Um, I do I do love a good storyteller. Um. So it keeps you hooked in for the whole song. Like, what's gonna, what's the next part of the story gonna be?
5: Yeah. Um,
1: and the music's good too, so that makes a big difference.
4: It reminds me of that Cardigans album I we re- re- I reviewed a few or oh, a month or so ago, mm-hmm. where, where as you went went through the album, you just got a, a different slice of life from her.
3: Yes. Very vivid yes.
4: perspective of life yes. from different angles. Yes, through, through storytelling, it was really good. Yeah, again,
1: again mm-hmm. very much the same here, there are songs of love lost, love, love, love mm-hmm. gained, but also um, the mundanity. Um, I don't think that's a word, isn't it? The mundane. It na- ah, definitely a good word.
3: Yeah, yeah Mund- the
1: mundanity Mund- of um, you know, just day to day living and how silly that can be sometimes, but also how joyful. So yeah, quite quite cool. Highly recommend.
4: Martin, you're looking deep. You're looking like you're thinking about looking deep, mate.
1: Oh, the songs are really fun. Don't get me wrong. It's not a heavy album. It is not heavy at all. It is just good, good fun. Yeah. Excellent. Doesn't I would take it out. Doesn't take itself seriously at all. My music's,
0: my, music's gone, my music's gone weird, man, as I'm getting older. I'm listening to some weird... No, it's not weird. I think I'm turning a bit weird. I listen to stuff like uh, Matt Bianco. You oh, yeah. Oh, Don't blame right. it on the girl. Didn't have that Yeah, yeah. Matt Bianco's pretty cool. Get Out of Your Lazy Bed. Yeah. yeah. Al Giro. It's um, like... It's um, getting jazzy. Yeah, jazzy kind of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I'm turning into a hip-hop. I'm going gangster, boys. Nothing wrong yeah. with that, mate. What's going on? You are down well, with
1: OPP? It, well, that's, you <laughs> yeah, know me. I,
0: mean. <laughs> I don't know if they should
1: call them homies, but that was quite What fun are you in guys there.
0: into? Do you, are you, do you listen to stuff like that, or do you just keep
1: um, up I with listen, the modern I, stuff? Listened to, I listened to Kendrick Lamar's new album, and that was really good. Again, storytelling. Again, that's it. Mm. it, it the beats behind the songs keep you engaged, but the stories... Kept you all the way through. Um, and yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think the dudes and yeah, Kendrick's awesome.
2: I was totally check it out. I was listening to a trip hop album yesterday.
4: What's yeah. a trip
0: hop? Trip hop. Yeah, trip hop.
2: Yeah, what? I was listening to uh, an album. It was its 20th anniversary. It's just released the 20th anniversary. A band called the Propeller Heads. Oh, um,
1: yes, sorry, with the propeller heads.
2: Good sense of humor. Uh, it's it's yes, a lot of fun.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes.
2: Um, they did a great cover of uh, the theme tune from On Her Majesty's Secret Service.
1: Yes, they did indeed. That was stunning. Um, stunning. And then they got Shirley Bassey on one of the yeah, songs Yeah, absolutely. But it yeah. was very repeating.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and I was having a lot of fun and a lot of kind of like 90s flashbacks to that yesterday. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah, apart from that... Um, yeah, I you yeah know, listen
0: to them tomorrow.
2: You should, yeah. yeah. Whack that one up loud. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, listening to a lot of um, a lot of singer-songwriter stuff at the moment, because I'm trying to write some songs at the moment as well. Um, oh. I'm just trying to get some inspiration for, for a feel, more than anything. Um, yeah. Listened to a bit of John Hyatt the other day. Um, I don't know if you know any John Hyatt stuff. Yeah. Um, Certainly, in that kind of Bruce Hornsby, Americana kind of style. Um, yeah, you know, um, yeah, just, you know, I try to keep it pretty varied. I've I, I got to say, like, mm-hmm. I do kind of draw the line at rap. I'm not a big rap fan. I don't get it, really. <laughs> Which makes me well, sound really that, maybe, old.
3: But
1: and, and maybe that comes back to the fact that a lot of the subject matter that they cover in it is. Way different to what four white guys grew up with in their lives. I mean that that's probably that's you know it's very hard to relate to some of that stuff, um because we um very fortunate never got to have any of that stuff around us. So you know, um, it's interesting
0: how we go for the you know like um Glenn listens to a lot of the the lyrical content. Martin's going through this phase where he's trying to get influenced by the singer-songwriter thing. Dave's just into the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I'm more around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you were not even just here for wants what? To Glenn marry said. Paul
0: McCartney.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> come again. on, bro. <laughs> See, come on, admit it.
4: Live. I've been, I've been listening to, I've been listening to Sheik.
0: Ooh. It's wow.
1: Know that?
4: And
1: yeah, why? You know why? Because because Niles fruit. Rogers is a legend.
4: Niles
0: Rogers and
1: finished.
4: Bernard Edwards are absolutely because you found legends.
0: your latex dancing pants.
4: Uh, no, no, she, no. I wanted the I wanted on. the kids to know who the granddaddy of um Bruno Mars and all these modern guys that are really funky and cool uh-huh. and they've got that they've got soul and they've got beats. Mm. I wanted them to you know where this come from? Have a have a listen to this. And so I put on um Niall Rogers. Well, actually I put on Johnny Ma, Niall Rogers doing La freak and Ethan's like, Who are they? And I said, Well, come and check this out. And so we go back into the late 70s and we're checking out Sheik. Nice. And it's so cool. And the kids are like, "Awesome!"
2: Oh. you know what? Yeah. That's that song, La freak One of the best bass solos you'll ever, ever hear. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. you know what, you know what? That's all right. You know what? I also like you know, sorry, Dave. You know that song, you know that song La freak you know what it means, eh? Oh
3: God! It
4: wasn't meant to be f off.
3: Was because it? They were, that's they were, right. they were that standing was,
4: outside a nightclub, that's right. Edwards it was. and Edwards and um, and Nile Rogers were basically trying to get into a nightclub, and the ba- and and uh, they were told by I think it was Diana Ross, just just tell them. It. I, I said, it's, you can come in. And the bouncer kept turning, telling them to F off. And eventually they just F'd off and went up to the apartment and wrote a song that just had the words F off like in the chorus. And it was like, F off. F off. <laughs> and, then, and then Edwards goes, we should do this, man. We should totally do this as a song. And, um, and I was like, you can, we can't do this, man. They'll never let this out. They'll never put this mm-hmm. on the radio, man. Okay, what 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 can we do? And then someone said, "Oh, you're so freaky!" And he's like, oh, "Freak out, yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> think, she freak out? <laughs> and that's and
1: that's it. And oh, the song was yeah. made, yeah, and, and no, I the lyrics don't mean anything, it, but the groove is just epic, and and that's what matters. That guitar mm-hmm. work, that rhythm
4: guitar, oh, yeah. uh, the rhythm oh, guitar. Uh, that he does at the start is just out of this world, and yeah, he does. There's chicken, a YouTube clip. Yeah, oh, chicka, 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 chicka. And how he t- does it, he mutes the he mutes the the fretting hand, which is so he's like tak, tak, yeah. and mate, it's so cool. Check it out,
0: Listen. I think my one. favorite bass line would be you ought to know, you know that song? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like man. How do you write that? Hmm. Jesus.
2: That's another episode. Totally. The, the best, best bass solo ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, base wars.
3: Base
4: wars. Oh, John McVey will be up there, mate. Love John McVey. Oh, no way,
0: base wars. Base wars. Oh, hilarious. Base wars. Well, that's us. Time up.
4: I think Thanks so. Guys. About there, Thanks, yeah. listeners. Thanks for hanging in there with us. <laughs> and next week, um, stay tuned. Be a surprise.
2: The worst songs. That you hate and want to get rid of or need to be retired.
6: If you see a flaming sword in your dreams at night and feel inspired to assign me up to the front line, we'll give. You'll storm the border without me If they tell you you're a genius but you need some proof Ask anybody on the payroll to go out with you If they avoid you, then they'll award you definitely Nobody that's around you seems to get it right How hard is it to follow just a few guidelines And smile While you do it If you want a page written about you in the book But you need a food tester cause you curse the cook I'll take some wine But you can dine without
5: me